Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. I'd like to introduce you to someone who has more of a passion for researching and sharing the reality of the afterlife than even I do. He is the author and co-author of several books, but I first learned about him after reading his fantastic book called Your Eternal Self. Dr. R. Craig Hogan is the founder and president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, AREI for short, and I know you'll enjoy and appreciate his words. Hello, Craig. Hello, Sandra. What a delight to be with you. It's absolutely wonderful. It's been a while since we've seen each Mm -hmm. other, and I just knew you'd be the perfect person for this episode. Well, good. Yeah, and I look forward to it. Well, if you don't mind introducing our audience a little bit to who you are and how you got involved in this whole world of researching the afterlife. Well, I'm actually a business communications professor, but I became involved in working with the afterlife and understanding what it is and what the greater reality is. So about 20 years ago, when I first learned that I have psychic abilities, I can do remote viewing and I can do some psychometry. And when I discovered that, I realized that there's much more to the universe than what we can see and hear and get through our senses. And so I delved into it to understand that more and to find out what it was all about. And as I did so, I discovered that the mind is not in the brain. The mind is not produced by the brain. And that means that since the mind is not produced by the brain, the mind just keeps on going after the body stops functioning. And so that's when I started working in the afterlife. And now I've devoted my life to it. And I'm doing everything I can to help people understand the truth of what we know today that humankind is really just discovering for the first time. Uh, And it's an exciting journey. New things are coming up all the time. We're learning new things practically every day. And they're exciting for us to discover those of us who are studying the field, uh, as well as those who then listen to us describe them. So that's the reason that I've dedicated my life to it now. That's pretty exciting life that we lead. But take us back a little bit when you were on the investigation in the beginning. What kind of things did you start gathering in your toolbox that really had you know that this afterlife is real? Well, the first thing I did was uh, I started listening to Leslie Flint recordings. Leslie Flint was a direct voice medium in the 20th century, and he would sit in a darkened room and an ectoplasmic voice box would form on his shoulder. And that voice box would take on the configuration to have a female voice or a male voice or a child. And speakers would come through from the next plane of life and would speak. And today now we have thousands of recordings of these people coming through and speaking and describing what life is like there, what happened to them in the moments after they had transitioned into the next realm of reality. And so it's a it's a treasure trove of information. And then soon after that, I read Anthony Borgia's Life in the, in the World and Seeing 
And uh, it, it is such a, a wonderful book describing what life is like there. And so between the two of those, I really cut my teeth on what the afterlife is like and what it's like to communicate with people in the afterlife. And, and so that has led me to where I am now, where I'm writing books about it. When I first found you was many years ago, never <laughs> thinking that we're going to be talking like we are today, but I picked up your book. Your Eternal Self. And I know you've uh, republished it since the first copy that I received. But it was so profound because I had it in my mind that back then, as a skeptic, that this world of the afterlife was airy, fairy, lots of people talking about angels and fairies and this and that. And yours was the first book that actually had science behind it. Could you talk a little bit about your eternal self and the science behind the afterlife? Sure. And then that's what I wanted to bring to people. The fact that there is a science now with the afterlife and afterlife communication, we know now we're not making guesses. It's not one of those things that when somebody says, well, you won't know about the afterlife until you get there. And that's not true. We know about it now because we have vast amounts of evidence. We know, for instance, that the mind is not in the brain and the there is no neuroscientist who will say, that they understand how the brain could create consciousness. It simply doesn't do that. And so uh, they have been looking in the wrong place. They've been looking in the brain for consciousness, and they're not going to find it there because the mind is outside of the body uh, and outside of the physical realm. The physical realm is something produced by the universal intellect. We live in it. We're having the same dream together. And as a result of that, then we have the same experiences. And those experiences, then, we can either have experiences that we have a compassionate response to or experiences that we have a disdainful response to. And that's what makes up who we are. And so then I learned when I was able to do remote viewing that I can sit in my office in Illinois and I can view something that somebody puts on a desk or a picture that somebody has in an envelope thousands of miles away. And I can get the impressions about it and write it on what it is and sketch what it is and send it to them. And they say, sure enough, here it is. That's what it is. So we know that the mind could not be doing that if it were confined to the cranium, to the, if it were three or five pounds of this tofu-like material of, of protein and water that's in the skull. And so that just demonstrates the fact that the mind is not in, in the skull. And so as a result of that, then the mind develops in the physical realm. But after it develops in the physical realm, then it will continue when the body stops functioning. And now we're communicating with people who are living in the next realm of life. They're communicating back to us and telling us what it's like there. And, and that's the most exciting part. And that's in the book as well, that what it's like in the, in the afterlife and how we can communicate with people there. And we have as, as many as 16 different methods that people are using now to communicate with those living in the next realm of life. One of them is 98% successful. Others are 86 and 70% successful. But just anybody can communicate with their loved ones. Everybody is a medium. And so they can communicate with their loved ones on the next plane of life if they just learn how to do it. It's just a matter of opening themselves up to it. That's fantastic. I know we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show and let people know how they can access your free self-guided afterlife communication. It's pretty extraordinary. So I didn't know there were 16 methods. <laughs> yeah. 
Can you go through what some of those are? I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, and and we're discovering new ones all the time. Well, of course, there are mediums. We know about mediums, and there are physical mediums and mental mediums. And physical mediums have things happen in the room that actually physically things occur. There might be lights, or there might be taps and raps and so forth. Mental mediumship is where someone sits down, and they can tell you about your loved one who is communicating through them to you. Uh, in from the afterlife. The second method is called instrumental transcommunication. It's a method in which we use technology. We're now recording the voices of people who are speaking to us from the next realm of life. And it's easy to do. We're actually teaching people to do it. Anybody can do it. And so if, if someone wants to do it, then they will almost immediately be able to record the voices of people coming in from the afterlife. We have people who are using devices such as pendulums and a pendulum is very successful. It's a woman named Carol Morgan who actually ended up writing a book from her son who named Mikey who is in the next realm of life and he's communicated with her and so she's written a book based on his communication about what the afterlife is like. Uh, We also have methods of of trans images, in other words getting images. Some of these images come across on television screens, others come across uh, when somebody does a video of something that will distort the the light such as a a film that is used uh, to it's rotated and it's 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 shaken back and forth and the light then from it then forms images and the people are able to see the images and see what is there people are, have learned to do it through meditation just by meditating uh, and we've had uh, people communicate with their children especially parents are making the great discoveries now in the afterlife communication because they're communicating with their children and they're learning how to do it themselves and meditation is one of the ways self-hypnosis is the way that, that I use in the online training materials and it teaches people how to get on and have this experience with the people in the next realm of life and uh, there are many others but they're, they're just a plethora of methods of communicating with people in the next realm of life and we're teaching people how to do it so people are learning how to do it and they're having their own conversations some of them now are having conversations every day they just make it a point to sit down and relax and have their own conversation with their loved one in the next point of life this is all so exciting i know you and i talked about going forward in the world. Great to believe in the afterlife and know your loved ones are around and that's comforting for all, but actually being in communication with them is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's easy to do. They, they are communicating with us all the time. It's not that they don't communicate because they've chosen not to. So if somebody's a loved one has transitioned to the next realm of life and they are not for some reason sending signals or, or communicating it isn't that they're not communicating, it's that we're not receiving the communication. They are communicating, they do send signs and, and they do give us messages, but we just have to relax enough to be able to receive the messages. And when we do that, when people do that, then it becomes automatic. You just immediately relax and go into that state. And then it's like you picked up the phone and then you can hear them. So all you have to do is learn how to do it and that's what we teach. This is very exciting. I, I'm excited anyways talking about this subject, but you make it sound just so natural and normal and imagine a world where that's the case. What do you see in the future when people have like a, a 
broader idea when the tipping point occurs that more people believe in the afterlife than don't, and they have this connection with their loved ones. Sure. What's going to happen is uh, children are going to be reared to understand that the the next plane of life is a reality that their loved ones are continuing their lives there. And then as a result of that, their, their parents and schools and society are going to be teaching them how to relax and then listen to those who are coming through. It'll become a commonplace so that we might be sitting down at the breakfast table and, and little Johnny says, you know, oh, grandma is here. I, I sense her presence. And then everybody in the family will, will say, oh, wonderful. Put up a chair so that grandma can sit down and, and uh, let's have a little conversation. Everybody calm yourself down and, and see what you what grandma says to you and then share it with the rest of us. And this will be a commonplace. It will be something that every child will learn how to do from, from birth. And uh, after they've learned how to do it, then it will be something that they do normally. It won't be unusual for them to communicate with loved ones. And that also means that they'll be able to communicate with each other because we know that people can communicate telepathically, that they can get the thoughts of other people. Uh, we've Many studies have been done now, especially among twins and, and among siblings, that they will get the thoughts of their loved ones. And there isn't a tribe in the Amazon that describes what they say is putting the message on the wind. Putting the message on the wind means that somebody can be out, they can be out hunting. And if you want to get a message to them, all you have to do is send this message telepathically and they receive it. So they do that commonly. That's just a normal part of their lives. And so they don't question it. They're, this is just something that, that, is they do automatically it helps them in their daily lives and as a result of that then the, the children and the adults and everybody in the society is able to do it well children i feel you know you hear stories that they've talked to imaginary friends and all that could that be their mediumistic ability when they're young and there is no imaginary friend that's a real person there that's right that's what we found that these imaginary friends are often not so imaginary at all that they are people and uh, children are in a different state of mind they are in what is a more like a relaxed state of mind and they live all of their lives like that it's not that they're falling asleep but it is the fact that they are able to allow the subtle messages to come through because they're open and they're receptive. And so children will have these images and visions and, and they'll be talking to somebody and, and they say, some, the adult will say, who are you talking to? And, and they'll say, well, I'm just talking to grandma. And that then is taught out of them. They would retain that if we taught them that, that was a normal part of their lives. But we teach it out of them by saying, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's not true. And, you know, that's stupid. And as a result of that, then they lose that as they grow older. But children are able to see people who are on the next plane of life who come to visit on the earth plane. They're able to communicate with them. Uh, and they're also able to communicate with, with pets. So they'll be playing with a pet dog or playing with a pet cat. And uh, that looks odd to the adult that's in the room. But for the child, that really is there. Wow. Craig, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Time flies. 
In a blink, 2024 is halfway over. What's something you've accomplished this year that you're proud of? Maybe you made it out of bed and to work every day. Or maybe you started shedding some old habits that were weighing you down. But even when you're making progress, life can feel like it's moving too fast. No one can slow time down, but therapy can give you a moment every week to hit pause, set intentions, and reset. Therapy is a guaranteed time to check in on how you're feeling, what you want to do more of, and what you want to change. BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. You can start the sign-up process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Take a moment with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash shades. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. With the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Want to meet like-minded people just like you? Go now to ParanormalDate.com. Hey everybody, it's producer Tom and you're listening to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain on the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And don't forget, you can listen to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're with Craig Hogan, president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. Craig, we were just, well, we're talking many things afterlife related, but in your many years of researching and experimenting, what have you learned about the afterlife and what it's like? 
Yeah, we have uh, almost roadmaps to the afterlife now. We know so much about what's there. People come through through the mediums and describe to us what happened to them in the moments after they had transitioned and, and then what their lives are like there. And what they describe to us is that they, we are living on a spiritual plane now, on the earth plane, and then afterlife, what we call the afterlife, is really just another spiritual plane. So it is very much like what we have here. Everything is solid. There are matter and energy are there. It's just a different realm. It's a different land. And the only difference is uh, that everything is much better there. There's, It's much more wonderful. So people have new bodies. The bodies are what they were in their prime of life. So it would be when they were in their 20s and 30s on the earth plane. And with these new bodies, then they have all of the same functions that they would have had, except they have no disease, no maladies, no aches, no pains, nothing of that sort. And they then go about their lives, and in their lives there, they have professions. They, the people who build houses there, and that people live in houses, and, and there are people who are counselors who take care of people who just transitioned over. Uh, there are designers, and, and there are musicians. The musicians who have crossed into the next plane of life continue so the Mozart is continuing there, Beethoven is continuing there. And what they do then is they'll have these wonderful concerts with thousands of instruments. And some of the instruments that we don't know, and, and they have sounds that we don't know. And then they'll have these wonderful concerts that people come flocking into the concerts. And they walk into the concerts just like you would in a concert here, except it's in a vast outdoor scene. And then the music plays, and as the music's playing, there, there are also colors in the atmosphere. In other words, the, the music is in sights as well as sounds. And so people then will enjoy this and, and then they will get together for gatherings and talk about what happened. And they do talk about what we're doing here on, on the earth plane as groups. And so they're watching what we're doing, what you and I are doing. They're discussing that. And what they're doing is they're saying, they're watching how we're progressing on the earth plane to eliminate the dark, dank, atmosphere that we're living in now and to bring light into the world and so they're watching that happen and they then on the other side they, they have animals just like we do they have forests uh, but the animals don't die and there is no hunting there's nothing of that sort there there are beautiful flowers huge flowers on the other side and the flowers actually more than more than just odor wonderful odor they also have music that comes from the flowers uh, there is no sun there's an ambient light that's there all the time it's always warm it's always temperate and uh, people don't have to go to sleep, although you can if you want to. One of the most prominent things about the next plane of life is that what we expect to have or what we want to have is simply there. We don't have to ask for it or think about whether it's there. If we want to eat, if we enjoyed eating, then there is always food there. If we wanted to drink, there's always drink there. There's one man who came through in Leslie Flint's uh, seances who described that he smoked a pipe and loved smoking a pipe. And so he was able to do it. Now, there's no deleterious effect on the body from that. The smoke is not uh, in the atmosphere then, but it's all of the same, the tastes and flavors and, and the enjoyment of smoking a pipe there that he had had before. There are even accounts of people having sex there. So that that, that, that is uh, something that people 
who wanted to do are simply able to. They're able to, to have that kind of relationship with the person that they love there. So th that's a flavor of it. And there is much, much more that we know about the afterlife. How easy is it for them on their side to communicate with us? Do they learn to do it? It's difficult. Uh, in the same way that we have to go to a medium, then they have to go to a medium. They are able to come to us and they're more able to receive our communications. In other words, they, they get our thoughts and wherever they are, they receive our thoughts. And so if they're working on another plane, then they, we think about them or we are concerned about them then they will receive the thoughts and they will come to us. But then to get the communication through to us, that's pretty difficult. And there are actually classes on the other side. So there are classes in how to communicate. But what they do is they'll, they'll try to influence us or communicate with us mind to mind. It's all telepathic because our minds are all one. We are one mind of the universal intellect. And so what they do is they think a thought and they project the thought to us but it's very difficult for us to get that and it's very difficult for them to have the strength when they project the thought to be able to make it come through so they have to learn how to do that but then we have to on our side we have to do what our part is which is to be open and receptive to it but they want to communicate every one of them says that their, their primary concern when they first transition to the other side is that their loved ones are grieving for them and they want to let them know they're fine they've arrived and it's a wonderful world here and that's their primary concern they want more than anything to do that but if somebody's not coming through if, if, if somebody's concerned because their loved one isn't coming through it isn't because they're not trying it isn't because they don't want to there's something there it's either in the strength of what they're able to do or it's in our receptivity to it but they are communicating it's just a matter of us then making that connection with them so it can come through. Craig, why do you think there's so many of us <laughs> humans that are so skeptical? If this information is out there, why do you think it's a human nature to not believe? Yeah, and it isn't really human nature as much as it is society. So society today is, is ignorant. Uh, and that's a result of the fact that, especially in the West, the church had control of spirituality and, and for up to the about four centuries ago. And so then they had control of spirituality. They wouldn't allow people to go directly to the divine or to go to, to listen to people who were on the other side. So that spirituality never developed. It never came to fruition. Then science picked up the ball then about four centuries ago. And, and science said that this is ridiculous. There's nothing to it. You know, this is all woo-woo stuff, and so don't believe it. And so they did the same thing. They, they kept a, a damper on it. Now, for the first time, we are really understanding it. We're not being burned at the stake if we talk to somebody in the next plane of life. And science can't control the, the fact that the science itself is telling us about the afterlife and about life there. And so science has actually turned around and is, is proving it for us. And as a result of that, then now finally we're able to make the connection. Society has simply not caught up. So it, we're rather like the period of time after Galileo demonstrated that there, the Earth is not the center of the universe. And it took many years, decades, before the general public realized that that was true. And there, in fact, now are still some flat earthers who think that the earth is flat. But the this 
will happen. It will happen in the next decades. The fact that there is communication now through the internet, other means of communication is accelerating. So we're seeing changes now that we couldn't have seen before. And so I expect that, that it's going to be by the turn of the century that, that this is going to become commonplace and people will accept it and understand it and will learn more about it and, and they will have communication with their loved ones who are continuing on the next plane of life. Well, just think of how powerful humanity will be, because if we really get that we're souls having a human experience, you know, I envision once we transition to the other side, that we communicate via thought and we can create things. But I have to believe that a lot of that soul power is lying dormant within us, and we can do a heck of a lot of things probably as humans. Would you agree? Yes, and they've also said to us uh, in uh, Life in the World Unseen uh, by Anthony Borgia, they, uh, Monsignor Robert Hugh Benson, who spoke through Anthony Borgia in spirit, said that when people learn how to communicate, when communication becomes commonplace, he said, they will have a wealth of knowledge and understanding and sentiments that they will be able to bring through to your plane. And they are willing and able to do that. They they want very much to be able to do it. All we have to do is be receptive to it and allow it to come through. And so that'll be the next stage when they're able to bring through all of this. And much of the discoveries that are being made, discoveries in curing illnesses, discoveries in science and physics, these discoveries are being inspired by people who are living in the next plane of life. Uh, Marie Curie, when she came through Leslie Flint and she spoke, she said that she had no idea how much of what she had learned about her discoveries had come from inspiration from people on the other side. And, and now speaking of spirit, she said, I've met these people. I've talked with them, those who were inspiring me. And they've described what it is that they did to bring me these discoveries. All of those discoveries that now have to come through inspiration, that have to, that difficult transition from their plane of life into our plane of life, all of that will be available to us. It will just come automatically to us. And so we will live different lives. Our lives will be much richer. Uh, and when people realize that we are eternal beings having a physical experience, then they'll treat each other differently. We'll have, live in a world of love, peace, and joy. And that will be our destiny. That will be what will be happening in, in the next decades, hopefully by the end of the century. Wow, there's so much to look forward to in our lifetimes and in the young people's lifetimes. And if thinking about the vastness of the universe, there's no way our minds can figure out really this never-ending universe. I mean, that's a <laughs> complete mystery. But also our inner space, when we look down into the quantum level, you know, I've, I've heard it said many times that if we put a little camera in our molecules and then the atoms that are bouncing around they would capture just invisible space down to our tiniest being. We are nothing. We're energy. So this thought that there is a bigger picture and energy never dies, right? No, that's true. And, and at the basis of energy is consciousness. So in other words, the universal intellect. Uh, so once we get down to the subatomic particles and we're wondering what's next to what's down below that, it eventually comes down to consciousness. When we look at a subatomic particle, what we're seeing is the way that consciousness manifests itself. It's difficult for the those who study the the world and the atoms and the, the way the world is constructed 
to explain what what's now is referred to as information. Information is at the basis of reality, they say. And what that means is that those same building blocks, which is going to be the, the atoms that are made up of electrons, uh, protons, and neutrons, those atoms are all configured in different ways that give us the reality that we have. But it, it's not explainable to how those atoms all manage to get configured in the way that they are. But they say that the, this, the atoms do configure in the way that they do because of information. And information is the basis for reality. Well, the information is consciousness. So it is consciousness that creates this reality and gives us the world that we know, it gives us the minds that we have, it even gives us communication with uh, other animals, with animals and, and even plants, because the consciousness pervades everything. Consciousness is the basis of reality. Wow. Speaking of animals, I know you've got a couple rustling around back there. <laughs> Give yeah, them some yeah. love from all the, of us. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to ask you about people that have or believe from the Bible, we are not meant to communicate with others. I've, I know I get these secret emails from people that listen to the show or have read my book and they enjoy it, but their whole community is against this sort of thing because of their religious backgrounds. Do you have any words of advice for someone who really wants to embrace this, but is afraid the Bible says they can't? Yeah, unfortunately, the, what they're doing is they're cherry-picking verses out of the Bible, and those who are concerned about communicating with the people who are living in the next plane of life, they will not find anything in the New Testament that suggests that we shouldn't. And they, in fact, will find many cases in which uh, Jesus did communicate with people uh, who are living in the next plane of life. And when he actually had the materialization of uh, Elijah and Moses, that was a demonstration of what the people can do. We, we can have those materializations. And he said that we would be able to do things that he could do and we would be able to do more. And that demonstrates the fact that we're going to be able to do that as well. We'll be back after a short break to discuss more with Craig Hogan about the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can help detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in your way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. And now back to iHeartRadio and Shades of the Afterlife. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. We're with Dr. Craig Hogan as he explains why some people think the Bible says it's wrong to contact the dead. The Old Testament, the admonitions against mediums in the Old Testament were admonitions from Yahweh, who was a jealous God, who did not want people to go to the, the so-called dead in order to, to get their counsel. There were necromancers, there were people who uh, had, there was a, their faith in which people would uh, consult the dead for their daily lives. and and. What happened was that Yahweh said no, you know, through through his prophets said no, you must not go to them. You can only come to me, and that's why the admonitions against mediums were there. It wasn't that they were had admonitions against communicating with our loved ones. That was not what it was. It was the fact that they were saying, don't go to the necromancers. Don't go to those people who are using the speaking with the dead as their religion. That's where they're getting their counsel. Come to me only. And that was Yahweh's, well, Yahweh was a very jealous God. And so all of the writings have Yahweh saying, there is no God but, but me, and uh, you should have no other gods before me. So th that's what it was. Um, but they, they did acknowledge the fact, that even then, that people were communicating with, with people who were living in the next plane of life. So they did acknowledge that that was true. The admonitions were purely not to consult necromancers, the people who were speaking, giving advice 
Uh, it had nothing to do with people communicating with their loved ones. There's nothing about that in, in the Old Testament. And Jesus, in fact, did communicate with people in the next minute of life in the New Testament. So we know that, that it is something which is fine. For, and and the, the Anglican Church, the Roman Catholic Church, and some evangelicals now admit that. They realize that that's true. And they have said, it is true. People can communicate with people living on the next planet of life. And so we know that now and that it is not an abomination as it was thought to be. Craig, I wanted to ask you about the Institute, A-R-E-I for short, what it is, why you created it, and what are some of the resources that you can provide to humanity? The Afterlife Research and Education Institute, we had formed it because we knew that people who were struggling to make these discoveries, who were out there at the front of these efforts, were struggling. They were not being financed the way that they needed to be financed. They were not able to network with each other. And so we formed the Afterlife Research and Education Institute to bring people together and we've been having conferences in which people come together and, and they can share their discoveries. And we're also looking for financing. We want to get financing to them. It's very difficult to get financing to, to go out and say, you know, I, I need financing to help people to speak to their dead relatives. And, and you right. just don't find any of the institutions who are willing to do that. And so we are trying to find financing for them and to support them in, in getting equipment to them and being able to do other things. But the, the networking is very important. So what we do is we bring people together. If somebody's looking for uh, uh, somebody who can partner with them in an area, then we put those partners together. And anything that we can do that will help people to make these discoveries and to support them as they're going through their daily efforts to do so, then we'll do that. Who are some of the people that you're raising funds for, some of the organizations? Uh, an example is uh, Sonia Rinaldi. Sonia Rinaldi is a researcher who is in Brazil, and she started working in 2001, and she developed methods of being able to record people's voices from the next plane of life. She especially focused on children, children speaking to their parents. So today she has developed a method which is very successful and in which people can sit down and they can ask a question and they receive the response from the, a child that is on the other side or from a loved one who's on the other side. Anybody can learn how to do this. And in fact, what she did was after she had perfected it, she started teaching people how to do it. Now, one of the foremost people today is Sherry Pearl uh, in New York, who is doing marvelous work. She has the prayer registry, and the prayer registry is for parents whose children have transitioned to the next plane of life. And she now is doing readings for people. She is recording the voices of their children and then giving them the recordings. And, the, and they, of course, are, are delighted by them. They can hear them clearly speaking to them. The work that Sherry Pearl is doing, the work that that, that uh, Sonia is doing, uh, is really at the cutting edge of where we are with the afterlife communication. Uh, we are supporting uh, Hans Otto Koenig, who is in Germany, and he has been doing work in which he develops instruments. He developed receivers 
that he communicates with the, the higher levels, the, the sixth and seventh levels. And he has the voices coming through. And we actually published a book, his book for him, and then distributed it. So what we do, so one of the things that we do, we have a publication house called Greater Reality Publications, and we will publish books for people who are trying to get their information out. Uh, we'll also do media work. Uh, we did uh, media work with uh, Sherry Pearl, and she now has her own media, uh, teaching people how to do the instrumental transcommunication. And it's available free. It's online. And uh, if anybody wants to go to afterlifeinstitute.org, the information is there about how to get online and how to use that information. We support uh, all of the mediums. We have a newsletter in which we put information about the, the special events that are happening that mediums are, are holding because they're doing marvelous work. They're helping people to understand what it is that's going on in the afterlife and, and the fact that we can communicate with people. We also have our own physical mediumship circle. What we're doing is we're attempting to work with those on the other side who are coming through to our circle. We meet every Sunday night and we have wonderful manifestations. We have one physical medium who's developing uh, and this physical medium now is getting ectoplasm. And we then are, who are sitters are sitting around a table. He's in a closet, he's in a cabinet. And we then who sit around the table while we're having the seances then have uh, rocking the table, rocking back and forth, the table moving across the room, uh, raps and taps and uh, communications that come through. So what we're doing is we're trying to broaden what's going on in, in our understanding of the field that we just decided to start a circle here in, in the middle of Illinois. Uh, and we brought people together and they honored that on the other side by coming through and helping us to, by, by creating this circle and making it what it is. And so we believe that anybody can do that, that, that people all across the United States, around the world can start their own circles and they can have the people on the other side come through. And in that way, we'll discover more physical mediums and we'll have more of these manifestations that really show people that those on the other side are cooperating with us and they will come through to honor what we're doing. It's all pretty extraordinary. When I started delving into this and hearing the word ectoplasm, it took me into Ghostbusters. And I thought, how could I even talk about something like that? And then come to find out Dan Aykroyd, who wrote and starred in the movie, comes from a long line of spiritualists and great grandfather and grandfather used to practice these seances and have people materialize again. Uh, Craig, would you talk a little bit about the Zoom groups? Because I know there's groups, especially now we're recording this during the time of COVID-19 in the world. And it's really important for people to be able to communicate. And well, we don't see each other face to face, but you've, you've formed these Zoom groups that people can get involved. Yeah, the Zoom groups are marvelous because we have people from all around the world getting together at the same time. And we have speakers. Now, the, the Wendy Zamet uh, and Karen Jarvie are the ones who are working with them. They are doing marvelous work. They have now probably a, a dozen or more of these Zoom groups. Some of the groups are devoted to specific things, like there's a, a group on automatic writing. There's a group on, uh, the, on uniting with the loved ones who are on the other side. There is uh, a global group that meets every Sunday. And on the global group, then we have anywhere from... Uh, 
30 to 40 people get on at one time and we have speakers come in and the speakers then will speak to this entire group, answer questions and, and begin a, a dialogue with people about it from then on that they'll be able to contact them. So what it's doing is it's enhancing this network that we have. So the Zoom groups have been very successful and we have Zoom groups that meet every week. We're going to be starting soon a, a Zoom group in which I'm going to be teaching people how to do remote viewing. So uh, I'll be teaching people how to do the same thing that I can do and, and people can learn how to do it, but we'll be able to do that over Zoom. Zoom has been a, a boon to humankind and we expect to see much more from it in the decades that come. Yes, it most certainly has. To join AREI, it's a membership site. There's lots of free things, but it's something like, it's a very low membership fee, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's only $39 to join. And we ask for donations above that, but uh, anybody can join for $39 and receive all of the newsletters and receive all of the information. But more than that, they're supporting our effort. So this is really is the members are, are doing the support work. And then, so if anybody wants to help change humankind, this is the way to do it. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, and I wanted to ask you now, also, I know you've written a bunch of books and co-authored, but could you tell us a bit about Dr. Alan Botkin and your book, Induced After-Death Communication? Yeah, we published the book in 2005. Um, I was contacted by Dr. Al Botkin, who is a state-licensed psychotherapist in the state of Illinois. He is in Libertyville, Illinois. And he was at a veterans hospital and he was working with his veterans and they were in PTSD, the post-traumatic stress disorder. They, they were grieving uh, and some of them were actually grieving for the soldiers whom they killed, the enemy soldiers whom they killed. And so they, they were very a prominently uh, grieving group. And when he was using a method called EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, and it's called bilateral stimulation. And what happens is he has the, the person either move their eyes or accept tapping on either side of, of the body. And that puts them into a state of mind in which that PTSD is reoriented, it's reprocessed. And that very very often will get rid of the, the PTSD entirely. And so it's very successful. But he discovered that he was having people come in who were grieving for, for someone, especially an enemy soldier or someone whom they loved who was uh, killed. And they were actually having a communication with this person. So they would sit there in, in his office with their eyes closed after he put them in the state of mind to be able to do this. And they were having communications with, their, with the person for whom they were grieving on the other side. And they would come out of the communications and they were almost entirely healed of their grief. So the grief had abated as a result of it. And it was a wonderful discovery. And so as a result of that, then he got together with me and we wrote a book uh, the method is called Induced After-Death Communication. That's the name of the book. And the book now is, is widely known, and, and Al has psychotherapists all around the world who are doing this for people and helping them to, to communicate with their loved ones while they sit in his office. And the result is that it, that it reduces the grief dramatically in one session. That is wonderful. 
Grief can be so painful. In fact, I think it's the most painful thing we humans can suffer. Physical injuries hurt, for sure, but they eventually heal. Grief is so much different. It can last for years, and just when we think we are over it, all we need to do is hear a song or read a greeting card or see a picture of our loved one, and the grief can come flooding back. That's why it's so important to learn about the reality of the afterlife. If you and I can imagine our loved ones took a trip to a great place, they just left before we did, and we'll most definitely see them again. We do need to connect to our own soul to know our loved ones are with us, and that means slowing down. When we come back from the break, Craig will tell us about guided and self-guided afterlife connections, how you can connect with your own loved ones, but we all need to slow our mind chatter down. The spirit world can get through to us if our minds are quiet. I want to leave you with this quote from Silver Birch through the mediumship of Maurice Barbonell. The activity of your world is often the silence of ours, but the silence of your world is the activity of ours. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. At ParanormalDate.com, you meet the most fantastic people. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Jennifer. What brings you here? Yeah, I'm here to meet someone who understands me. How so? Well, I'm into UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, uh, the paranormal, uh, that kind of stuff. But can't seem to find anyone who gets it. Oh, well, um, nice to meet you, Tom. I, I gotta go. Uh, okay. Guess that's not your cup of tea. Are you sure? Very. Good luck. 
luck with that. I can't meet anyone when I'm out, and I really can't find a website for my unique interests. What does one to do? Have you thought about ParanormalDate.com? Para what dot what? Who are you? I'm a paranormal matchmaker, and it's ParanormalDate.com. It's a website for people looking for people like them. Stuff you like, remember? Interesting. Uh, I'll give it a try. Well, let's try this again. Uh, hi, I'm Tom. Hey, I'm Deb. Your profile on ParanormalDate.com looked very interesting. So you really saw a UFO? Well, yeah. It was so intense, but not as intense as meeting you. You're an alien chasing flirt, but I kind of like it. Wow, this ParanormalDate.com thing really works. Maybe ParanormalDate.com is for you. People with an interest in things they hear on George's show find their match daily. So if you're looking for that special someone... With an interest in UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and, of course, the paranormal. Come to the dating site inspired by George Norrie. It's always free to search, and if you decide to upgrade to our amazing new features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. ParanormalDate.com. You are not alone. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain on the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And don't forget, you can listen to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're with Craig Hogan, president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. Craig, you mentioned some method that was 98% effective in reaching our loved ones. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, I co-authored a book with that psychotherapist. This is another psychotherapy method, and it also uses bilateral stimulation but it improves upon it, and I'll explain why it improves on it. But a woman named Rochelle Wright, who is a state-licensed psychotherapist in Washington State, found out about what Al Botkin had been doing. And so then she took the method and she refined it, and she actually had much better results from it. And the reason that she had much better results is that she let the people on the other side take charge. So she would start people, the client who was sitting in the office, she would get the client going into this state of mind. The client would close his or her eyes and would have this conversation with the person who is living in the next plane of life and then would open up her, her eyes, his or her eyes, and would describe what the conversation was like. And then Rochelle would, would start from there. She would stay with that and say, okay, go back in, go to the same place you were, and see what happens next. And she would do that, and some of her sessions would last four or five hours, and up to as long as eight hours. 
And they continued to, to go back in and, and having more conversations. And, and it was very exciting. But she has virtually 100%, but it's, she says 98 to allow for the individual who just doesn't, for some reason, cooperate. But she has virtually everyone go into the state of mind in which they have a communication with their loved one. They do all kinds of wonderful things. They, they walk with them on, on the beach and, and they talk with them. They actually hug them and, uh, and kiss them. And all of these sensations are in the mind because the touch sensations, all of the things that we know as senses are happening in their mind. They're not happening in, in the body. And so in the mind, we can have these sensations without having to have a body involved. And so they actually do things like they can jump in a lake and swim together and, and they can have experiences in which they fly together or walk up into a meadow and, and they, then other people will come in. So another loved one then will come in and, and join them and will, will be part of the conversation. And so these are just wonderful experiences. They change people dramatically. When people come into the office, then they're sobbing and they're in deep grief. And when they leave, they're just joyous as a result of the experience they've had. And they are reassured. They know their loved one is fine. They've had this contact. And they know also that they're going to be fine. That when that time comes for their transition, they needn't worry about it. They needn't fear it. It's just going to be a change of form into another form. And then they'll have this wonderful reunion with those that they love who are still there, including their pets. And uh, they will have this reunion and they're sure of it as a result of this. And the method is called Repair and Reattachment Psychotherapy. And they, we actually have a website that uh, I developed for Rochelle that is devoted to repair and re reattachment psychotherapy. It's at repair and reattachment, all pushed together as one word, dot com. And there are many psychotherapists now, I think that there are about 112 psychotherapists who are using this therapy method now around the world. And it's been very successful in helping people. And in the future, we'd like to see both the induced after-death communication that Al Bodkin developed and the repair and reattachment psychotherapy method that Rochelle developed. We'd like to see this commonplace in psychotherapy. And, and if it were commonplace for people who are grieving, then we would be able to help people in their grief and also help them understand what it's like in the next plane of life and, and realize that their loved ones are just fine and they're looking in on them and they're spending time with them when they can and, and that it is a whole different world than they thought it was. So, so it's changing people. What do you think will happen, Craig, to the suicide rate and the depression percentage of people that are on medications when people really embrace the reality of the afterlife? Yeah, that will uh, diminish to zero. And the reason I say that is that when people have this realization of who we are, our place in eternity, our nature as spiritual beings having a physical experience, people's outlook on their lives, their outlook on their loved ones' lives all change. They become different. The most dramatic example of that is in the near-death experience. In a near-death experience, it's somebody whose, whose functions, brain functions and body functions, have shut down because of a trauma, have an experience in which they communicate with their loved ones who are on the other side. They, they communicate with a, a greater being, a being of, of light and who is full of love and, and they don't want to come back. And 
the result of that is that they become changed people. They no longer fear death. They know where their loved ones are. They treat people differently in their, in their lives. And as a result of that, then, anybody who has had that experience would not commit suicide. This would make a change. What we would love to see is we would love to see people who are in gangs, for instance, have an afterlife communication with one of the gang members who had passed, uh, who is now in, in spirit, is on the other side. And if this happened, if, if it was possible for them to have it, it would change them utterly. They would no longer have an interest in gangs. The same is true of criminals who are homicidal. Um, but they would they would change and they would be different people as a result of it. And we would see society change. Society would, would be different. And then uh, there would not be the depression, the despondence, the hopelessness, and the suicides that we have now. That's fantastic. We have a whole new world to look forward to, but it takes us, each of us, to share the good word. And it could be as simple as making a little post about, hey, listen to this episode on Shades of the Afterlife. There's a little plug. Craig, let's talk about the 86%, what we can do. And I know you have a free self-guided afterlife connection method. Would you talk about that? Sure. What I did was I had studied when I co-authored these books with these psychotherapists, I studied the methods that they had used and I discovered that it would be possible to do the same thing through self-hypnosis. All you'd have to do is put yourself into a state of mind in which you could have that communication with somebody and then you would have the same kinds of phenomena. You would have walks with them and, and touching them and kissing them and embracing them and, and spending time with them. And so I developed a training program, and the training program is at selfguided.spiritualunderstanding.org. As a result of, of using the self-guided afterlife communication method when they go through this training program, then they are able to have their own communication. They can sit down at any time. They can be in a doctor's office listening to, uh, to music and, and just put themselves into that state of being. And when they're in that state of mind, then they're able to have a communication. And this is because of the fact that we are always able to communicate with people living on the other side of life. We can communicate just by relaxing ourselves and going into the communication. So this training program teaches them by starting off but with some narration with music in which they're guided into having this self-hypnotic state. And after they've gone into the self-hypnotic state and they're able to do that with the music and my narration, then we take away the narration and they're able to just listen to the music and put themselves into that stage. And then the next stage is to get rid of the music too so that they'll be able to do that and they won't have to worry about whether they are being guided and, and whether they're using music they can do it at any time so by the end of the process then they're able to take themselves into a state of mind in which they can have these afterlife communication experiences and we then uh, have had 86 percent success if people go through the training they will be able to communicate with their loved one living in the next point of life and have these wonderful experiences where they talk with them and walk with them and, and embrace them and uh, these are experiences that are common now among people and some people Every day, we'll, we'll go into the state of mind and have conversations with their loved ones. When people say, oh, well, that's just my imagination, doesn't the spirit world work with us through our imagination faculty? 
Yeah, when we say that, when people say that's just my imagination, what we don't realize is the fact that our minds are one with each other, with every being that has ever existed, and that much of what we get is coming from other people, from our guides, from those who love us on the other side. And so they are continually communicating with us. So when we are getting an idea or an inspiration or we're, we're getting some way of resolving the grief that we're having, those are coming from them. And people just don't realize how much of a communication they're getting it all the time from people and guides who are living on the next plane of life. And so when we say it's my imagination, uh, it, it, there is no my in there, it's our imagination. And so everybody is getting these and they do come through in what feels like imagination. It's using the same mental faculties, the same is true of the, of the voices that we hear. People hear a voice from a loved one on the other side that's in their mind and it sounds like their voice. It, it sounds like it's them speaking, but it's only because that's how we communicate or that's how we process uh, vocabulary, we process words, but that is them coming through from the other side. And so once people begin to do this, once they begin to open themselves up and relax and go into a afterlife communication, then they get validations. They realize that it's true. They know for sure that they're communicating with that person who's living in the next plane of life. They no longer say that it, it's my imagination. They realize that they are in a state in which they're communicating just as though had that person were in the room with them. And when that occurs, when they get to that point, then they have no doubts about it and they continue to communicate every day if they want to uh, without doubt. And it just becomes a wonderful experience for them. Oh, that is so special. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast.